that was oh. the sunrise ritual of the Lakota Indians. Yes, let the sun shine in. Today is Friday, October 26th, the 299th day of 2007. Wow. There are 66 days left of the year. Today in history, well, the gunfight at OK Corral took place in Tombstone, Arizona in 1881. But the most important thing is in 1774, the First Continental Congress adjourned in Philadelphia. In 1972, National Secretary Advisor Henry Kissinger declared peace is at hand in Vietnam. (laughs) And this day in history, in 2001, President Bush signed the U.S. Patriot Act, giving authorities unprecedented ability to search, seize, detain, or eavesdrop in their pursuit of possible terrorists. Oh, it's the anniversary of the Patriot Act. (laughs) If I had known, I would have gotten it an anniversary present. So... There's a bunch of <laughs> happenings. The reason why I played the Sunrise Ritual, because there is a bunch of outdoor happenings today and this weekend. And so I think it's rained enough. <laughs> yes. Um, I want you to sing that song. Oh, uh, which song was that? For the first happening. You were singing it before Oh, yeah, I was. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Talking about my power, power generations. Power generations. I don't know. I've heard it. Um, <laughs> Power Generation Concert for Climate Action. Yes. Friday, which is today. Exciting October stuff. October 26th, which is today, at 5 p.m. on the steps of Shy Rock Auditorium. Sponsored by the Student Environmental Center. Online at w3.secsiuc.org. The Student Environmental Center thinks students at SIUC are ready to step up and do their part to chill out global warming, battle research plundering, and put an end to injustice by getting serious about conservation, energy efficiency, and renewable energy. Come gather for Power Generation Concert for Climate Action today at 5 p.m. on the steps of the Shyrock Auditorium for Music, Food, and Fun. Now, this is um, the kickoff of the Student Environmental Center's um, campaign called Project Eco Dogs. Project Eco Dogs is a multifaceted campaign striving to establish an 83 cent per credit hour green fee to put towards offsetting SIUC's carbon emissions through the purchase of renewable energy credits, on-campus energy (laughs) efficiency projects, and renewable energy production, Green Building Standards, Renewable Energy Research, and a Campus Sustainability Coordinator. Project EcoDogs also calls for the formation of a Sustainability Committee to oversee the allotment of funding for these efforts. Visit secsiuc.org for more information. That sounds like a pretty good and interesting campaign. Yeah. I mean, the university is very much behind in a lot of their upgrades and a lot of their buildings, and... um, by implementing this fee, they will be able to do a lot of that energy efficiency upgrades, which, of course, will save them more money in the long run. Yeah, but which they can, in turn, then use to do more uh, upgrades and such. Exactly. Or, you it's know, spend more on the education going on at SIU. <laughs> so, yes, in other happenings, this, there's actually a fair number of happenings today. The university group Students for Peace and Democracy are sponsoring a candlelight vigil that begins today on the steps of Shyok Auditorium following the SEC Concert for the Environment. 
the candlelight vigil starts at 8 p.m. and the vigil will then proceed to the peace pole for a moment of silence. And also today is the last Friday of this month, which means critical mass bike ride. Yes. I was talking to some people this week about what they thought of the critical mass bus bike ride, and they said last month there was well over 100 people went on the critical mass bike yeah, ride. Yeah, it's gotten big. And so um, a large contingent of people will get on bicycles, and it serves, in my mind, it serves two purposes. Empowering the bike rider to realize that legally they're supposed to ride on the street. Yeah. And letting cars know that legally bicycles are supposed to ride on the street. <laughs> and so it's a dual purpose. Another happening, let's see. This weekend is the Trail of Tears Memorial Walk. Native Voices, which is a radio show here on WDBX, invites everyone to the Trail of Tears Memorial Walk. Registration for those who want to camp for the whole weekend does cost a few dollars. It is at the Trail of Tears State Park. The walk will begin at 8 a.m. on the morning of the 27th. The walk will be about 9.5 miles. The walk will begin in the Walmart parking lot at the corner of Route 51 and Route 146. The walk will follow Route 146 heading west through Anna Jonesboro until it heads north on Route 127 heading to the Trail of Tears State Park. There will be a police escort. No drugs or alcohol at this event. Bring comfortable shoes. The terrain does vary. And, of course, they're going to be camping out all weekend. Contact information... John Rivera, 618-833-8157. That's all weekend, um, but the walk is tomorrow morning, starting at 8 a.m., and it's about 10 miles. So it's the Trail of Tears Memorial Walk. That's pretty interesting. Yes. So another happenings. The uh, this film, did we get to that one yet? No. Okay. Next on the calendar. Yes, the Shawnee Green Party and the Big Money IMC are co-sponsoring the film American Blackout. This film features Cynthia McKinney, and it will be showing at the Big Money IMC. That's at 214 North Washington, a uh, block north of the town square. It's showing tonight at 7 p.m. There will be a discussion to follow. Uh, the film deals with the stolen elections of 2000 and 2004, and the disenfranchisement of people of color in the same, among other topics. So it should be exciting. Another one of the films over there at the IMC uh, tonight at 7 p.m. No, Saturday. Uh, actually, it is it, tonight. They, oh. they made a mistake in the email. The, the title of the email said Friday, and then the, the body said Saturday. See, good thing you pay attention. Yep. <laughs> I, I put it up here, and here I'm correcting you. Huh? <laughs> Tomorrow, Saturday, traditional contra dancing at the Long Branch Coffee House from 4 to 6 p.m. So get your get your hoe down. <laughs> and I threw this one in, even though it um, isn't completely locally. This is in Columbia, Missouri, but it is a presentation by the 1992 Nobel Peace Prize laureate Rigoberto Menchi. The Peace 
speaker series is bringing Rigoberto Menchi Tom, 1992 Nobel Peace Laureate from Guatemala, to Columbia, Missouri to speak at MU Friday, November 4th at 7.30 p.m. She will also be in Fulton to participate in a youth co- conference. It says she, well, this is pretty interesting. It says she is currently busy running for election to the post, the president of Guatemala, in spite of death threats. Rigoberto received the prize in 1992, the 500th anniversary of Columbus's discovery of the New World and recognition of her fight for the rights on indigenous peoples everywhere through peaceful means. For more information, you may contact Skas Miai at 573-592-1633. Again, that's 573-592-1633. Ah, yes, and I do have one happening that I realized we didn't get to because uh, I found about it late-breaking. <laughs> that's the uh, Peace Coalition's happening. That's happening. Uh, they, as, as you may know, the Peace Coalition has a vigil every uh, week at noon, but today they have expanded events, or not today, this this weekend, <laughs> they have expanded events. Saturday uh, is the National Day of Action. Yes, Saturday is a National Day of Action that, you know, people all over the country are going to be taking action about stopping the war. So they decided to have a uh, local uh, action. Now, there is some people, I understand, are possibly renting a bus and going up to Chicago or something. Yeah. But I l- really like the idea of, not so much going to the national ones, but really doing it locally. Yeah. Don't spend all that time and energy to go to a national one and still have that solidarity with the people who are doing it all over. Yeah, so that's happening. Uh, they're gathering at 10.30 a.m. at the west end of the Farmer's Market at the Murdale Shopping Center. And uh, they will have bumper stickers and buttons and flyers and such for distribution. Then at 11 a.m., they'll take uh, banners and nose makers and they'll proceed down Main Street and they'll march towards the site of the weekly vigil at the Town Square Pavilion, which they will get to by noon. So it starts at 10.30 over at the Farmer's Market and then they stay there till 11 and then they march until 12. And then they have their vigil. So there's two. There's a walk-in memorial of the Trail of Tears tomorrow morning and then... Also tomorrow morning, a um, march to stop the war in Iraq. Yeah. So, remembrance and vigil. Yeah. This is just a mark your calendar. Thursday, November 15th is the vegetarian Thanksgiving dinner at the Interface Center. Mark your calendar for it. And, of course, come to eat. And if you really want to um, be thankful, well... Show up and help cook. <laughs> yes, you can come for the food and stay for the community. There you go. It's always a fun event. <laughs>
You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. This is Orda Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And, and we, we bring you what? <laughs> oh, yes, and we are energized by all of these happenings. There's a lot of happenings this weekend. So, and um, you have another one. Yes, I do. The uh, Forbidden Philosophy series. Uh, it's been a series of panel discussions on uh, various issues, you know, not necessarily literally forbidden, but, you know, controversial topics or unknown topics. The next one is going to be on the subject of magic. Uh, you know, what is magic? Uh, is it real? What role does it play in people's lives? That's coming up on Thursday, this uh, coming Thursday, November 1st, at 7 p.m. at the Big Muddy IMC. And that's at 214 North Washington in Carbondale. And now, the news. The F Assist. UK Organic Certifier says air freighted organics must meet ethical standards. Britain's main organic certifier, the Soil Association, has decided not to deny the organic label to air freighted food, instead opting to require producers of flown-in freight flown in fair to meet ethical standards similar to fair trade certification. The association decided that denying organic status, status to all flown in food would unfairly hurt farmers and workers in poor countries. Only about 1% of the organic food is air freighted to the UK, but the association is worried about the market's future growth. Straight to the source, The Guardian, Reuters, BBC News. Yes, and in other news, you're getting warmer, warmer, warmer. Sprawling homes susceptible to flames in California. The impact of the still-raging California wildfires on humans and their homes is tragic and lamentable, but far from unexpected, thanks to the tendency of both developers and homeowners to sprawl out and nestle right up along the fire line. Some two-thirds of the new construction in Southern California in the past decade was on tinder-dry, fire-susceptible land, says historian Mike Davis. Quote, You might as well be building next to leaking gasoline cans, he said. Many homeowners are not deterred, though. Quote, We'll stay, said Richard Sanders of Escondido, awaiting news of how his house had fared. Quote, We like the community, we like the area. As numerous scientific studies have concluded that climate change will make wildfires more frequent and more destructive, he may, unfortunately, also have to learn to like the evacuations. Straight to the source, the Washington Post. Today's tip. I like throwing out a tip every once in a while. This is an energy-efficient tip. Use your ceiling fan all year round. Using a ceiling fan in your home is a great way to save energy and money, and not just in the warmer months. Ceiling fans cut your home's energy use by up to 40% in the summer and 10% in the winter. Just flip the switch at the base of most models so that the blades rotate clockwise and help circulate the warm air that has risen up towards the ceiling. Don't have one yet? Energy Star has tips for choosing the right fan size and info on where to get them, as well as installation and usage tip, including a reminder to adjust your thermostat up in the summer and down in the winter when using the fan. More information about fans and uh, different other energy-efficient products is online at energystar.gov. As you know, I'm a big fan of energy efficiency. Ha-ha. 
So let's see. In uh, other news, delusions of grandeur. That's not just delusions, but also delusions. White House accused of watering down CDC testimony on climate change. The White House is being accused anew this week of improperly interfering with the dissemination of information on climate change. Officials at the White House Office of Management and Budget significantly edited the testimony that Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director Julie Gerberding gave to a congressional panel concerning the impacts of climate change on disease and public health. The length of Gerberding's prepared testimony was cut in half and, post-edit, focused almost entirely on the CDC's preparations for a warming world. Largely left out of the edited testimony, but present in the draft given to OMB, were statements noting the health risks posed by climate change, including increased air pollution in drought-stricken areas and the effect of heat waves on vulnerable populations. The White House denies it watered down the testimony, and Gerberding herself says news reports about the issue have made, quote, a mountain out of a molehill. Straight to the source, Associated Press, Wall Street Journal, and the New York Times. I love making mountains out of molehills. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's... So I guess deleting half of the testimony is making a mountain out of a molehill, eh? 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 Those who repeat the past are doomed to know it. Study of fossil record predicts climate change could fuel mass extinction. Climate change may fuel a mass extinction in which half of all plant and animal species could. How do we put this delicately? (laughs) Exit stage left according to a new study. (laughs) If the past 520 million years of fossil records are any predictor of the future, a globally warmed world would not bode well for biodiversity, researchers found. Quote, We found that over half of the fossil record as a whole, the higher temperatures have been, the higher the extinction have been, said University of York ecologist Peter Mayhow. The study also found that four or five of the world's mass extinctions occurred when the Earth was significantly warmer, and that in cooler climates, biodiversity tends to be higher. Researchers warned that the Earth... is on track to hit temperatures similar to the higher extinction-correlated ones in about 100 years or so. Straight to the source, Associated Press, The Guardian, show. So, it's getting hot in here, so take off all your species. (laughs) (laughs) Just, yeah, kill off all the unnecessary um, stuff. Yeah. (laughs) That reminds me of one of my... uh, uh, favorite sort of euphemisms for passing on, and it's uh, taking a dirt nap. (laughs) So sadly, more species are taking a dirt nap. Taking a dirt nap. (laughs) Putting on a dirt cloak. Yes. (laughs) So let's see. In other news, your place or mine. Mining law reform bill could change rules for mines on public lands. Just 135 years after its enactment, environmentalists and fiscal conservatives may finally have a shot at reforming an antiquated U.S. law that lets mining companies dig up minerals and precious metals on public lands without paying royalties nor being responsible for the post-dig cleanups. A bill to change the 1872 General Mining Law passed the House Natural Resources Committee this week and could soon go up for a vote in the House. The legislation would force companies with existing claims on federal land to pay a 4% royalty on the minerals extracted. 
new mines would have to pay 8%. Collected fees would go toward mine cleanup. Two-thirds of the total is slated for cleanup of already existing environmental damage, and one-third would go to local communities that are affected by mining operations. However, even if the bill passes, the House relatively intact, it faces a tough battle in the Senate, where Majority Leader Harry Reid, from mine-loving Nevada, opposes meaningful reform of the 1872 law. Straight to the source, Times and the Associated Press. Doing the hunt work. Fewer hunters mean less funding for conservation, state finds. Many states are lamenting the declining population of a valuable species. The American Hunter. Funds from hunting licenses and fees are generally directed to wildlife conservation, while the need to main habitat for wild critters isn't going to go away anytime soon, the number of folk, sports folk in the U.S. has declined by some 35% since 1975. States are taking measures to boost hunter populations, including allowing novice adults to try hunting without a license, shortening safety classes, and in Oregon, instituting a mentored youth hunter program. We hear Dick Cheney's application to be a mentor was sadly declined. Straight to the source, the USA Today. So, the declining population of a valuable species, the American hunter. Now, we've been talking a little bit about, um, isn't it interesting, like, here we're getting rain for a solid week, and out west they're getting fires for a solid week? Yeah, if we could just take some of that uh, rain and channel it through a big tube. A big tube. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do... You know, I know some people have been complaining about the rain, but I'm actually happy that we're starting to have seasonal weather. Yeah, I mean, literally, my pond was about half full. Yeah. I mean, it was, and my pond is spring-fed, unlike other ponds, which are only rain-fed. Yeah. I mean, I have some people whose ponds are completely almost at the verge of drying up. Yeah. And normally this summer, we cut three cuttings of hay. We got one really bad cutting of hay. Yeah. So well, it, was it was a really dry summer. It was strange. I, You know, my family was visiting from out of town last week, and we said, oh, we'll go to the spillway, let them see the spillway. And it had just rained, and yet it was still so low, you know, even right after it rained. So talking about this, the quote, the quote of the day, <laughs> you can't call it a drought anymore because it's going over to a drier climate. No one says the Sierra is in a drought. <laughs> so you can't call a place that's a desert a drought. Yeah. Obviously. Well, this guy is Richard Seeger, a scientist at Columbia University's Lamont Doherty Earth Observatory, speaking about the U.S. Southwest. Again, you can't call it a drought anymore because it's going over to a drier climate. No one says the Sierra is in a drought. Yeah, the Sahara. Sahara. <laughs> yeah, but that's... An interesting thing about some of the droughts that happen with climate change, too, is you may get a similar amount of rainfall, but if it all happens in, you know, intense storms instantly, then the land can't soak it up as quickly. Right. It just washes away. Yeah. So. just washes away your soil. <laughs> so in other news, uh, good news for people who love bad news. <laughs> oh, you were just going to read it because you thought it was good news. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. It's, I, I saw the whole thing, but uh, it's kind of ironic to pause there for a moment. Good news for people 
who love bad news. <laughs> reports bring various doomy and gloomy predictions. The depressing reports are coming fast and furious. Germany-based Energy Watch Group says the world has already reached peak oil, which is a very big issue to keep an eye on, and predicts that production in, of oil will now fall by 7% each year. The World Watch Institute suggests that 21 cities that will have populations of 8 million or more by 2015 are highly vulnerable to havoc wreaked by rising seas. A new economic assessment from the University of Maryland's Center for Integrative Environmental Research suggests that the U.S. faces hundreds of billions of dollars in weather-related damages in the coming years if it doesn't get cracking on climate change mitigation. And an informal office poll suggests that <laughs> no one got laid last night. Oh, will a dry spell never end? <laughs> Straight to the source, The Guardian, Associated Press, and Inner Press Service. So, yeah, it's uh, gloomy news, but there is plenty of positive as well. You know, I, I, I like listening to a handful of each. The gloom reminds me... Oh, I was going to say, being uh, celibate is good? <laughs> uh, no, no, actually... No. <laughs> so. I celebrate an end to all dry spells. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I like to... I think it's good to hold, you know, the dark in one hand and the light in the other hand, you know, to realize there's all this horrible stuff going on out there, but then to respond to it by saying, oh, you know, I can do things. I can do energy efficiency. I can do activism. I can do, you know, staying informed. Well, literally, you cannot see the light of a candle unless it's really dark. Yeah. So if you have, a like, you know, a light on in your room, you would hardly see the light of a candle. Yeah. And if you are in the dark and all there is is a single candle, you realize how bright that can be. Yeah, so. <laughs> Woohoo, we didn't know we were so profound. Ah. <laughs> well, I knew I was, but tree song. <laughs> leaded gasoline is a crime. No, literally. Phasing out leaded gasoline may have reduced crime rates, says research. Thank the Clean Air Act for significantly reducing violent crime rates in the U.S., says researcher. Jessica Walpaul Rees. The legislation was behind the phase-out of leaded gasoline in the 1970s and 80s, which significantly reduced blood levels of the heavy metal in Americans. The arc of the lead exposure rate seems to match the arc of violent crime in the U.S., said Rees, but with a 20-year lag, of course, enough time for children to reach their most violent-prone years. Brain damage from lead poisoning has been shown to make children less intelligent, in some cases, more aggressive and impulsive. Straight to the source, the New York Times. Again, phasing out leaded gasoline may have reduced crime rates. Yes, and that is good news. Yeah, so, and on a positive note, don't nibble on your pencil, because you might go into a murderous, impulsive rage. Yes, (laughs) too much lead, it will drive you crazy. So... So yes, I've got a song queued up uh, because uh, coming in the middle of next week is Samhain, also celebrated as Halloween by some. It's a big holiday to me and a time to honor uh, past ancestors, people who have passed on, and to contemplate things in our life that are coming to completion. So here's a nice song about it we'll at least get to hear a minute or two of, and it's called, oddly enough, Samhain. (laughs) 